0: Hey guys, I am so excited for this podcast. Just a heads up that I got a little nervous in the very beginning. This is a fun little conversation with me and my husband, Andrew. And I started blushing like I was 15 during it because we have never recorded anything like this together. Obviously, we talk about photography and like my business all of the time. (laughs) But I just like got totally nervous and like, it was really funny. So the first couple minutes of this audio are a little bit rough. So just bear with us. It gets really good. And there's a ton of information, especially if you are interested in um, if you are a mom who is building your own business, or if you are someone who has a partner who has a creative business. This is just something from both of our perspectives where I talk about kind of being a creative business owner and everything. He talks about the things he does to support me and the things that we do together to just make our family run as smoothly as we can. Now, keep in mind, nobody is perfect. Nobody has the you know most amazing um, rules for everything or the best system. What, what works for one couple isn't the best for everyone, but this is what we do and it's just so fun and I'm so excited to share this with you. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about running a business with your partner and all the things you can do together behind the scenes to make it work just like as seamlessly as possible. Which isn't possible; you actually can't make it run seamlessly. But we're going to talk about the things we do. So my husband Andrew has been second shooting weddings with me since 2011. Photography is my full-time job, but Andrew has has a traditional job that has nothing to do with photography. (laughs) Because of this, we've had to really communicate and figure out what works best for our daily lives, our family and our relationship. While no marriage or schedule is perfect, here's a few ways that we've made my business work within our family life. I don't even know how to introduce Andrew because he's literally the freaking best. The best dad, the best husband, the best second shooter. He's just an incredible person and it's been so fun to build my business with him right from the very beginning. And today we're gonna talk about all of those things we've done running a business with your partner. It's not always easy, as I mentioned, and it's definitely not always pretty, but when one partner has a creative career and another has a traditional career, it's possible to merge two totally different schedules and make something awesome. So let's go. So nervous.
1: Why? Why are you nervous?
0: <laughs> I thought it was going to be you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it for real. Okay, guys. Meet my husband, Andrew. He's amazing. Say hi. hi. <laughs> I've been trying to start this podcast for like 10 minutes and I just keep laughing. Andrew has never even been in the room with me when I have recorded like anything, like whether it's even just like voiceovers for editing, I don't let him be in the room. So it's like a totally different experience right now recording with him.
1: I can turn my camera off.
0: (laughs) Don't, don't. don't. I like to look at your face. Okay. So we're going to talk all about running a business with your partner. So Andrew, okay. I have a bunch of questions I'm going to ask you. I thought that'd be easy because otherwise I'm just going to keep looking at your face and laughing. Um, So I'm going to start really easy. So what is something that you love about me having my own business?
1: Something that I love about you having, I think probably the biggest one and the thing that I enjoy the most is that it's something that you love doing and that you're able to go and pursue something that you're so passionate about and that you enjoy. And obviously it's not like all sunshine and roses all the time, but it brings me a lot of happiness to see how happy and rewarding your job is for you.
0: So like in an earlier podcast like cuz you know I've been re-recording I've been recording these for a couple of months and like I talked about when um I wanted to sell my camera like back in Utah. Yeah and so like what like went through your mind like i've told that story before and that was so long ago so i'm like really asking you to like reach back but like what went through your mind when i was like absolutely not i'm not gonna do this
1: um i think it was just like it just didn't make sense that you wouldn't because it was always something that you always loved even when we were dating it was clear that you loved taking pictures you made me take a lot of pictures (laughs) And I was always very clearly uncomfortable because I'm not comfortable on camera. But it was very obviously something that was important, something that you loved. And so it just almost didn't make sense in my head, like, why you would think that that was something that you would do.
0: Okay. And so, like, obviously, like, that was a long time ago. Do you think that, like... Okay. So like, I feel like when people see successful businesses or like couples that work together, it's really easy to see even just like when it's shooting, like it's easy to see those people working together and they are like, oh, that looks like so easy and like so fun. Like, what do you think like it takes to kind of like, like, obviously that's not reality because you can never look at anything and just be like, this is so easy and like such a fun thing to do. Cause it is fun. But what I mean is like, what do you think like, okay. What do you think the, I'm already going off of my script because I'm talking to you. Um, What do you think like is the hardest part? We're just gonna go right in. Like, what do you think is the hardest part about having a spouse with the creative business? Because it looks so like fun from the outside. But as we know from the inside, it can be very like up and down and emotional. And there have been other times before that first time where I was just like, I'm done, especially during the pandemic when I was like, I can't do this. I'm done. Like, what is that like as a spouse, like for the creative?
1: Um, like, obviously, I am not a creative person for the just in life. I, it's not how my brain works for the most part. I'm not artistic. It's not something that that comes to me. It obviously comes to our kids and they get that f- very clearly from you.
0: I mean, you say that but you take those like soul crushing images at weddings of like people crying.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's just taking a picture of someone crying. Like it's that's. And I've, I've, that's all I can get right like I've got the three things I can take pictures of really really well but mm-hmm. that's because when we get to the ceremony I have and I think I mean that might be a different topic but being I guess I'm going to diverge from from your question and say I think the most important thing in working with is is with a partner who owns a creative business is and being supportive and that is knowing and reminding myself that it's not my business and the way that things are run and the decisions that maybe things you do might not be things that I would personally think say or do but it doesn't matter because it's not my business it's not my job it's not my business model it's your business you make the decisions and I'll support you in whatever you want to do and I'll give advice and suggestions but at the end of the day I'm not the one it's not my name on the business
0: yeah I think that's like something that's really interesting because like I you know, to this day, really have no idea what you do at your job. But like so many of my friends, like they don't know what their husbands do that have traditional jobs. Like I know the basics because you've been been sharing a office so much when you've been working at home. But like, I really don't know that much about it. But you know so much about my business because I'm always just like info dumping on you.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, and I've have people at work that I can do that with because we're in the same industry. But it's not like, you have that right and and my involvement in the business and second shooting like i'm always there and i'll always be there and a big part of it is just being that sounding board but reminding myself that i am just a sounding board. you're not always coming to me to make decisions and fix problems and solve things that's again that's not that's not my job my job is to be a support my job is to second shoot um and to make it so you can do your job and your work as easily as possible
0: Okay. So I think that, like, okay, I have a list of things to talk about and I've already gone way off. I forgot to t- even have you like introduce yourself because I just introduced you for myself.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure we can do that another time. I'm <laughs> sure I'll be on another episode at some point.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, here's my husband. Let's start talking. You have
1: a, a built in backup guest.
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. So I think like when running a business, because I think that like one thing that is really, kind of hard to explain some when you're thinking about creative businesses is that yes like what you talked about like you know the person who's in like in charge of the business it's their name on it but when you have a business there's so much happening behind the scenes and there takes a lot of support from people in the home right so I think, and you might not, but I think that like the most important thing with running a business with your partner, because that's what we do because we're doing everything behind the scenes together. Um, and you're helping me being that sounding board, even, or just like, you know, helping me keep the kids out of the office when I need to have like an editing day. So I think that like communication is key with running a business. What do you think?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, 100%, because... With the type of business you have and with what you do being in photography, like your schedule is very different. It's not set, like my schedule is more or less the same, right? Mm-hmm. I get up, I go to work, I come home, whether it's home or wherever I go, like it's consistent and I know where it is, I know what it and I know what it is. And for so we have to communicate and talk. Well, I have these meetings this week. These days I have to go into the office. I, you know, like I have to travel this week. I have things I have to do, you have things you have to do. And then we've got kids. And if we didn't communicate then one of us, then things would either get dropped and missed a lot or um it would be pretty miserable for one of us at varying different times if we weren't communicating effectively.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that like um, one thing that like when I was putting this together and thinking about what I could talk about, like what what we could talk about is that like, I think one thing that has worked really well for us is we have like devoted work days. So you don't do this as much as you used to. We used to have like, I would take a Monday and I would just work and you would take a Thursday and just work. But with the kids schedule of school this year, it's more like you are gone for like two hours every day. About what would you, about that? What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, it comes back to, to kind of like how how the, the different our jobs are and like you benefit more from having that day where you don't have to worry about anything. And all you need to do is focus on getting your work done and doing focusing on work and, and all the different things you do. But for me, because I have a standard job Monday through Friday, um, it, I don't necessarily need that dedicated day, <laughs> but I can. Schedule myself and set up my meetings and stuff to say, Monday's not the best day for me to meet or to have these types of things because I've got familial responsibilities,
0: and it's me. I'm the familial responsibility <laughs> right.
1: Well, no, I mean, it's not well, but it's like you know it's taking the kids to piano. it's pick up and drop off. It's all the different little things like that that knowing that I have to do those on Monday, I can block off my calendar with work and say I can't make those. And I do have a supportive job that allows me to do that and makes it possible. But I think it's more giving you that dedicated time that you need so you don't have to worry about anything but work.
0: Yeah. And because it can be really hard with all the kids running around and just being, you know having three kids. Um, and I think one thing that like, you know, I think that like as a mom and like as a woman, like I feel a lot of responsibility. And, um, one thing that we've done that was really hard for me at first was before this year, our kids just went to one school and now they're at three different schools. So there's a lot of, (laughs) a lot of pickup and drop off. And I don't like driving. Like I just don't like driving. It's not for me. And what do you not like to do? Oh, clean. (laughs) Clean. I'm so, well, that's
1: just bad at it. Like, I can get it done, but it's going to take way too long. And it goes. I can clean
0: really fast. And so, this year, what we started doing at first, we had more of like a shared pickup drop off schedule. And then, instead, like, over the past probably in like by October, is that what you think? Probably when it started. Maybe it may have even been
1: September. Yeah, it was pretty quick that we settled into it.
0: Yeah, we settled into a schedule. Like, um, at first I was kind of embarrassed because you were doing all the drop-offs, especially with like preschool. I was like, oh, they just think Andrew always is the one dropping her off. But what we've done is because I don't like driving, and it feels like I don't want to say a waste of time because you're dropping off the kids. But it's just something I that like eats into my schedule, and I don't enjoy doing, and can stress me out. I just do a speed clean every morning while you like. I start cleaning like while the kids are getting ready. And then I finished cleaning around the time you get home or the time you get to the office that day. And I think that's really helped because then I'm not like stressed out about cleaning the house. Cause even if the house is messy, I'm like, Oh, I've done my cleaning time. <laughs> and then the kids are all dropped off and happy. And they've had that time and routine with you.
1: Yeah, no, it's been super helpful, And it's helpful for me because I can Know that I can do the drop off and then go to the office for a few hours mm-hmm. or kind of build my schedule around knowing that this is how much time drop off takes Monday through Friday. This is what it is Tuesday. you know, the different days we have the different schedules, with the kids. But knowing and building that into the schedule makes it easier for me than not having that consistency.
0: Yeah. And I think at the first, like it was kind of again, like it was kind of hard for me. Like, you know, I have a hard time, like giving up control.
1: <laughs> what?
0: you know and at first I was just like I felt so bad that you were doing all the drop-offs I felt like that was kind of my job but then I was like but then I don't want to do the drop-off and then do my cleaning that I do every day because with three kids you've got to clean every day and even if that's just doing laundry you know what I mean like you have to do chores every day and so it's way easier for me to like speed through those chores when the kids aren't here. And that was the time that made the most sense to do it. Yeah, for sure. So like, it's just one of those that like, I think, That's like why communication is so important because there's so many, like when you're running a business from home, you're surrounded by your kids and your home and it can be really easy to like, um, have those really blend in together. And yeah, like, I'm just really like, I'm so glad we found that pattern. Cause at first I was like, how are we even, I was like, how can I even have like a sliver of a career right now with just like the amount of driving we have to do. Right and then that, yeah then i think it works good too because then sometimes you do just go into the office and you are there until and then i'll, I'll do pick up
1: mhm yeah and 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 again it comes back to that constant communication when i can say oh i'm in the office okay i can't pick up this kid but i can pick up that can be done by in time to pick up this kid or i can do the, that this or that and we can shift and adjust to meet those needs and then that same sort of communication of balance goes into the evenings Mm-hmm. We have to get kids to gymnastics and piano and dance and all the different things that they have.
0: So many things. So
1: many things. Um, <laughs> so many things. We have, but like, being one able. Day
0: where there's not an extracurricular, it's Wednesdays. Yeah,
1: it's Wednesdays, sometimes Fridays, but then, you know, but they're kids. So anyway. But
0: then usually a friend comes over.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Um, But just, and then with that, like the evenings and like a big one that has taken us a while, I think still requires a lot of communication and kind of foresight on our part is dinner. Mm -hmm. And like, if we didn't have kids, I think it would be very different, but we have to feed our children (laughs) and they need to eat like real food. (laughs) And so it's, it's talking throughout the day and knowing kind of like, okay, so this kind of day, you'll just throw something in the crock pot so that it can simmer and cook and then it'll be done at some time and we, when we eat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or I'll say, oh, well, I can take care of dinner today because I don't have a whole lot of going on at work and I'll have some time to get some stuff done. And so I'll take it just that constant communication. And we've tried and for some people would we'll probably work to have like set days when we do dinners, but so often that just kind of falls to the wayside.
0: I feel like it always works really well for like one to two months. And then like something, as soon as it gets off track, it just like falls apart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like- but, but it, and so we just kind of it's almost like a, you have to be OK with taking it day by day when you need to. Um, Like we can come up with systems, you can come up with processes, but know that when you're both working and one of you has a creative job that with schedules that go up and down, because there'll be months when when you'll have four shoots a week
0: mm-hmm. on
1: weekdays and, week, and weeknights and that just throws everything off. Um, In terms of having a regular schedule, but we make it work because we know that it's coming. We know what the on-season the off-season is, and we adjust accordingly to make that happen. Um, And we do have the benefit now and the advantage of having family close.
0: Yes. Um,
1: But when we started out, we didn't have that really. We didn't have a built-in system where we could just take the kids and drop them off. Pretty fairly easily and say, hey, can you watch them for a few hours while I while I go to my shoot and Andrew comes home or whatever.
0: Yeah, like sometimes I'll call my mom thirty minutes before like a drop off and I'll be like, can you um for like speech or something? I'll be like, can you take Poppy to speech today? Because right. I'll just be like, I literally fight because for me, like that's one of the hard things for me with drop offs is because. Um, when the kids aren't here, like I can get things done a lot faster. And so like sometimes like taking the kid to like taking a kid somewhere, especially because Poppy has stuff like in the middle of the mornings and things like that is like sometimes just taking them. It's not, I think that when you don't have kids or when your kids are in a a lot of activities, it's hard to It's hard to kind of envision how much like taking a kid to an hour long activity that doesn't take you an hour like that can easily cut out like two hours of work time in your day. And because I have to get in like a bit of a groove. It can be I'll be like, oh, my gosh, like I just need I need a little help today.
1: Right. And and so having that that extra support is nice. But in the past, when we didn't have that, we did for a long time have. A, a basically a dedicated babysitter
0: oh yeah um, she was fantastic that, that
1: we were able to use she was there every time we had a wedding to shoot mm-hmm. and so you know mm-hmm. she was available pretty much every weekend um which is crazy we think about a college student being you know, available every saturday but i mean
0: she made it work like I made we, it work
1: and we, it's hard we, to argue with the money but
0: well but we she also was like alternated though remember like we had that's a true. main babysitter for like four that's years that's true And And then then we'd have other ones that would kind of fill
1: in when she couldn't do it. Yeah, yes, would
0: come into her schedule. Yeah,
1: right. That's true. And then, but we also would use her and have her come couple a few times a week at set times Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when and it wasn't in the evenings, but it was like during the day when I would have to be when my schedule was a little bit less flexible Mm -hmm. and I would have to be in the office. And you just needed that time to get things done, and we didn't have necessarily as many extracurricular activities. But it was, she would come what twice a week, three times a week for just a couple hours a day. Yeah, when the kids were home from Tuesday school.
0: And Thursday, um, for Henry, like right. And then sometimes I think she'd be there right when Max got home from school.
1: Right, just for a couple hours, and then that would give you the freedom. Even if you were at the house just working, you just didn't have to worry about parenting. Yes, and and that shifted a little bit now with post COVID, when I've been home more, where we haven't necessarily needed that day to day because I'm here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I can kind of take that time and just kind of be the contact point. And the kids are older now. Um. Well, least, just
0: always with us. Yeah
1: poppy's just always with us and she's used to it but with the boys they don't need that as much anymore but if they need something then i can be there to be that point of contact um for them in the afternoons and then i can just work in the evening if i need to
0: yeah yeah i feel like this is like such a boring topic but also like something that i've i don't think i've ever heard it really talked about in a photography podcast because people like either do it feels like people either don't run their businesses together like Or like they're gone, like one partner is gone all the time, like at their job, like at the office. And I feel like we have like a big hybrid of like how we do things day to day because we don't just work on the business together, but then like you do things like shoot with me. So like you're super familiar with weddings and super familiar with like how things work, but you don't like know how to use Lightroom. You know, you've never edited a photo and like you have, don't go to portrait sessions ever, like ever.
1: Um. Well, the, where there have been times when I've been there, um, when when we've had babies, and like, there's been that time when like you'll need to nurse <laughs> right before the session <laughs> I mean, and like then shooting right after. At the portrait yeah, sessions. No, yeah, no, yeah, you've no, been to I don't a ton I have to of shoot, portrait
0: sessions. Not but a I've shooting. been to a ton of
1: portrait <laughs> sessions for for a variety of reasons, for whatever reason, which is also nice because again, you can take that what could be seen as an obstacle and turn it into an opportunity because when you go shoot. It's on campus. It's at a park. It's somewhere fun. And so I can just take the kids.
0: I love when we do that. That's one of my favorite things. Like when it's nice out and we, I know sometimes it can be a lot to ask of you, but I love when we get to go together and then you just run around with the kids for that hour, especially when it's just like a family shoot engagement sessions. I think it can get a little long um, when y'all do that. What do you think?
1: Sometimes. And, and I, I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes there's days where I'm like, I don't want to do that.
0: Oh, of course. Of course. But
1: and some days where it doesn't work um, and it can be difficult, but it really it just it is just again, it's it's taking the opportunity to say, okay, there's an unavoidable thing that's scheduled here that's going to throw off the family schedule. How can we make the most of it? And if it's just going and playing at the park or going for a really long walk or whatever, you know, it's probably good for me to get out of the house and get exercise and it's good for the kids to get a chance to run around. I think it's also good for them to see you working and see you do that thing without getting in the, and then also for them to learn how to be around you without bugging you. We have to like (laughs) run away when we see somewhere. we're like, okay, we have to steer clear because she's busy.
0: We can't go to mom. You know, that whole like conversation just reminded me of though. Do you remember last fall when I was at the, um, at the university and I stepped into a pile of leaves that was not a pile of leaves and I completely like twisted my foot and and, like said them you know swore like a sailor of course and then Max comes running like I called you because they're getting bigger like the kids are getting bigger this is what's so funny is like I called I called Andrew and I was like hey like I need a like (laughs) I need a splint or something for my foot. And then like cause I have them because I've done it so many times. And Max, I'll never forget Max like running through campus that he's so familiar with because it's been to so many shoots there. And he was like tracking me on the phone. Yep. And I just see this whirlwind of a 12-year-old like running through <laughs> running to me with
1: the, the splint. Yeah, well, because I couldn't, because we had we were like already in the like we were in the car because it was a little cold. We'd finished our walk and yeah. i was like i'm i can't take all these kids with me so i just sent max with his phone tracking to find where you were and it worked out
0: it's so funny Oh, uh, so funny. So like, we've kind of talked about it, but like, what do you think like we did that was really helpful when the kids were little that kind of set patterns for later on later on? So our kids are 13, 11 and four. So we have a big age range. And the older ones, you know, we've, but we've been shooting through their whole lives, like all of them. So what do you think is something we did when the boys were really little? Because I feel like that's kind of the hardest, like figuring it out.
1: Um, I think one good thing that was really helpful was setting the days that you would shoot and having days that were blocked off where you wouldn't. When when it came to scheduling shoots, you would always avoid, I think it was like Mondays and weekends. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes Fridays, you would schedule, you was when you would have your availability open for family shoots and engagements and things like that Um, so that we knew that we had those nights. And then again, like we talked about going to the shoots when we could just to kind of give those kids time around and hanging out with you kind of to the side as well as getting them out of the house and then trying our best to come up with a schedule and and stick with it as, as best we could.
0: Yeah. And I think that like, um, I mean, that's one of the reasons we started shooting together too. Like you started shooting, and there's other reasons as well, but one of the big reasons is just because we could hang out more that way. And it's like one of my favorite things about photography has been like the like long weekends we've taken for like out of town weddings. Like those are always so fun. To just like go the two of us will always like go and we'll like shoot a wedding and then we'll have like a fun tourist day before or after the wedding, and it's just fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you don't necessarily make a money on that one, but it's like a a little prepaid vacation
0: <laughs> because you're spending so much on the tourist activities. But hey, right. it's
1: like <laughs> right, but it's worth it. It's it's building in those vacation times and making, and then I think part of to that like is making sure that you you have time and and stuff where you're getting the opportunity to connect and make sure that you maintain your relationship because. Parenting takes a lot of time and effort and then running your own business and building, especially when you're trying to build up a business, can take a lot out of everybody involved. And so making sure that you have that time together. Like we've had the the set times with dates where it would be at home Our dates where it's just like, big. okay, the kids are in bed. Sure
0: they take out dates,
1: <laughs> Right. And then there's even been times where we've had working dates where it's like, I've got a ton to do. You've got a ton to do. We're going to put the kids to bed and then we'll get some takeout or we'll make dinner or whatever. And we'll just be in the same room and work. Yeah. But we're doing it at the same time together.
0: Yes, like we've done that so many times. And those are some of my favorite nights too. Because like some days are just total madness. And I think it's like that for any parents anywhere. Like it's just, you know, total madness. Any any adults really. But like when you're running the business and you have a partner and you have a family, like there's just like so many ways to think of ways to like work together that are like, you know, like this is a working date night. Or like, no, like we can't go out right now because I don't want to take i mean it sounds so ridiculous to say it out loud but like oh like if we drive somewhere it's gonna take us an extra hour and i need that extra hour to finish this session so let's have takeout and what we what what we, we we called them takeout thursdays right we did that for a long time until the pandemic yeah yeah like for forever yeah. watching watch a movie and have takeout um it was really fun
1: yeah it was a good time
0: yeah. Okay, so with the kids being older, do you think it's harder to balance now, or do you think it's more of an ever-evolving thing?
1: I mean, it's ever-evolving, and part of me, it would part of the challenge now is that, like, our kids are old enough that you could just leave them at home together, right? Without a 13-year-old. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's not like we're going somewhere. I'm not, like, leaving them, leaving them. But, like, they have that independence and freedom, but then we've got a 4-year-old who we very clearly cannot... <laughs> Um, so it's just it's just always evolving and adjusting and figuring out like how to make it work and and part of that is as the kids have gotten older part of that for them is helping them understand like how they fit in with it and kind of like we can't just do what you want to do when you want to do it we have to work like it's them understanding what work looks like as they kind of develop and build their own hobbies and interests that they're time consuming and require stuff is like helping them, like show them through example, like how we work schedules and how we manage our time so that they can learn those principles. um, As well as understand like when they need to pitch in and when we need their help for them to do their chores and stuff so that we don't have to do them
0: because we <laughs> just love, don't
1: have the time for that.
0: They love a chore. Sure. <laughs> Well, okay. Any other thoughts? Oh, I almost just spilled my water everywhere.
1: That's all right. I spilled some. I'm in Henry's workshop and I spilled paint all over the table. No, (laughs) true. I didn't realize he had a bottle of paint with a lid off of it. So I've been watching that slowly spread across his He probably won't even notice that it's there.
0: Well, let me like look, look at this cool artwork I made. I feel like it's so funny that this is the first podcast we did because it's like so serious that we're not like a super serious couple.
1: Well, you gotta have fun. You gotta.
0: <laughs> but I'm like, like we started. I'm like, okay. So tell me, what's the most important thing you can do to? Yeah. Balance in your partnership. Um, But okay. What if you had to give someone an advice, uh, like, and think of it just like mostly as husbands, because we're talking, you know, this is more for women than men. Of course, men could listen to it, but it's called your photographer mom. So, you know, Um, but what is something that you could give to advice for any like, you know, partner or spouse, whatever, if their spouse is starting a photography or just creative business, because you have more experience with it now, because one thing we've been talking about a lot, because I've been focused on the Etsy shops the past few months, like really, really trying to make them um, established that's similar, but it's different too.
1: Yeah. I think number, I think there's two things. One, and we talked about a little bit at the beginning. The first one is one, you have to be supportive. Like, They, your your partner probably and should support you in whatever you do, but someone running their own business and doing their own thing is so, can be so time consuming and mentally and emotionally taxing and physically taxing. And you need to be aware of that and supportive of that as they go into it. Because like, if I take time off, you know, I have a salary job. If I take time off, I'm going to get my paycheck. My paycheck is going to be the same every two weeks. What drops into the bank account is going to be the same. They're going to take the same amount out for all my benefits and all my different things, whether or not I'm at work. If I take time off that I've got covered, then I take time off, right? If I've got vacation days or whatever. But when someone owns their own business, if they don't work, they don't get paid. Yeah. And so...
0: Which is why I've been working on the Etsy shop so much.
1: Right. (laughs) But like, if... Like, if we go on a trip, and I'm getting paid for that trip because of just the nature of my job, but you go on a trip, then that means that that's a weekend that you can't shoot. That's a time that you've had to block off your calendar. Um, If I get work emails, I can put up an out-of-office, and I can say, talk to this person, or I'll deal with your problem when I get back, because what I do isn't, like, urgent or... (laughs) Like if I don't get, if a more urgent email comes in, then there's other people that they can go to to get the problem resolved, right? Yeah. But if you get an inquiry or something comes in, or your partner something comes in with your partner for work, if they don't get to it as soon as possible, it just may be gone. Like they may not get that opportunity again, and What's that's just lost money. And so it's it's understanding and being supportive of that. And then the second one that goes with that is it's their business, not yours. Um, if you want to make decisions for business then you can start your own business but know that you're probably that it's not an easy task like you know we have moments where we talk like oh yeah you know I could do this or I could do that but the thought of two <laughs> self-run creative businesses like two self-run self-employed people in a house would be so stressful and just exhausting and I could not handle it I need like, despite, you know, again, being supportive, knowing that my paycheck is there and my paycheck will cover our basic necessities and cover our benefits and kind of give us that baseline is probably yeah. the best and most like, you know, bar on the floor support that I can provide. But then above that is all the different ways to support. But knowing that, again, it's not my, it's not your business You don't make the decisions they do. And so support them in whatever decisions that they're making, offer advice and suggestions. If they come for questions, answer them, but know that in the end it's their business and they'll run it successfully or not um, how they want to run it.
0: So, okay. That kind of just like, I know we're like winding down, but like you say successfully or not. So one thing I wanted to bring up because there have been things where I've had ideas to do something and you always have a like... It's funny because I would say in our, like, day-to-day lives, you're more of a pessimist and I'm more of an optimist. But when it comes to my um, business, it's flipped. What do you think?
1: Yeah, for sure. Will be, I mean, one, there's no risk for me. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> if you want to try something out, I'm not the one who's going to have to put countless hours into making it work. Yes, and I'm also coming from the place, again, where I've got that stability and security in life with the fact that, like, I'm, I mean, obviously I could lose my job at any time. Anybody could. <laughs> but but day to day, I've got that stability and I, I have that perspective of, like, just try it and see what happens. Yeah. Like, you've had an idea, your ideas most of the time have worked out and sometimes ideas don't work, but that's fine because it's not like if this idea that you're trying... One, I think the ideas and things you come up with are not like break the bank. I'm going to put a second mortgage on our house to try something, which, if you really think something could work like that, then let's talk about it.
0: No. <laughs>
1: but, but knowing that, like, you know, those smaller risks and those smaller endeavors and things like that are not going to be the end of the world.
0: Yeah, well, it just made me think like when you were talking, it made me think about how when I decided to like take some time to like really focus on the Etsy shops. And then like because last year I was kind of doing like I was doing the Etsy shops and I was doing the like put on demand shop, but I was very much so just kind of messing around and I wasn't like making anything great. I was just kind of figuring out how the whole thing works. And I can remember very early on you were like, well, what about mock ups? You were like, why are you doing shirts like when like mock-ups like it makes no sense to not be doing mock-ups like shouldn't you be taking the mock-up photographs and I was like, I am not emotional because I needed something to kind of, I was trying to kind of chill out after everything that went on with the pandemic because it had just been so crazy. And I was like, I just want to like have some other kind of creative project that could potentially make money. Not even now, but I just want to do something creative that's not photographs. And I think that was probably one of the hardest things for you because you knew it was going to turn into just mock-up photography. Because that's what, I mean, I have a huge print on demand shop, like number wise, like how many items there are. And it, you know, it does well like it brings in you know a good amount of money but it's not I'm never gonna like live off of it or quit my job for it right like it's a fun thing I have um but I can remember you being like you you know you're gonna like take just it's gonna be about the mock-ups and I was like I know but I'm not ready and I wasn't ready and I waited and I kept waiting to be ready and I just wasn't there yet and I feel like that was probably the most I don't want to say frustrating, but I think probably from, like, looking at it from your perspective, that was probably the most, like, what are you doing kind of decision. Like, not not that you weren't supportive. You were so supportive. That's what I mean. Like, I think, like, looking at it, it makes sense. Like, the shirts didn't really make sense. Like, the creative little project didn't make as much sense as, like, something as, like, creating the mock-up photos.
1: Yeah, well, but there's been those moments before, too. There was, um, education was another one. That I was like, do it because I knew because in my mind I could see like that's just where Because like with my job. It's like looking ahead, right? And strategic thinking and kind of looking like what's the next step? Where are we going to go? And so looking at your business and kind of looking at what photographers do for the ones who stay in it long term, like you're very good at teaching and you were very good at photography. And so like in my mind, it's like, well, that's the natural next step. But it's not until you are ready. Again, it goes back to it's not my business. Yeah. If I were developing the plan and doing the thing, you know, it would be a very different path, but it wouldn't be the path that you, the business owner and the person doing all the work would want to do. So if yeah. I wanted to do it, then I could do it and go in and educate and we would fall apart. Right. But the year it's your business, you run it. I can make suggestions and thoughts, but if you don't want to do it, then that's perfectly fine because it's your business, your life.
0: I mean, it's our life. <laughs>
1: Right. But it's your business and it's your life. Yes. And what are you going to do day to day? Like, you can yes. give me suggestions and thoughts on my career. But in the end, it's if I'm career. not, if I, it's my career. If I don't want to apply for other jobs, I want to stay where I'm at, then I'll stay where I'm at. Yeah. No matter how frustrating it is for you. <laughs> no, but I think, I think again, so to sum up, support in whatever ways you can and communicate and remember that it is not your. There's only one boss, and (laughs) the boss is the person running the business.
0: I know. So, I remember when you used to call me boss all the time when we were shooting weddings.
1: I'm still, still, I mean, we just haven't shot a ton of weddings in the past couple months. (laughs) You'll still be boss when we go to those.
0: (laughs) Now you call Poppy Boss.
1: Well, she demands it without realizing it.
0: The four year old that runs our house. (laughs) All right. Well, you're the best. Thanks. Thanks for coming and chatting on my Anytime. little podcast.
1: I'm sure I'll be back again.
0: I'm <laughs> sure you will. Next time maybe I'll interview instead of like I kept being like, I'm so nervous to talk to you. And you were like, You're ridiculous. <laughs> As we talk at ten thirty at night on a on a Sunday.
1: Right. In this <laughs> workshop of a,
0: it's, a closet. I
1: gotta clean this again. It's got it's gotten bad.
0: It's always, bad. I'm always throw, I just like take a trash bag to that room. Henry's got a little workshop in his closet. It's adorable. But 11 year olds with creative spirits, man, they just want to have a good time.
1: Oh, I'm living a home with four people who are just all, all in on the creativity in different <laughs> mediums. But it's a, it's a fun world to live in.
0: What, all the instruments?
1: I'll just, just then all just the all the creativity everywhere. It's it's nice.
0: It's it's, it's fun, fun to,
1: to watch everyone come up with their things.
0: And you're creative too.
1: No. <laughs> no, we we don't need to pretend like I am.
0: You've got a creative soul.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I've got a supportive soul. <laughs>
0: For <laughs> okay you're the best and yeah we'll do this later and next time i'll make you introduce yourself maybe we'll talk about second shooting because you're literally the best at that in the world sounds good okay you're the best later guys. I had so much fun talking to Andrew and I'm so excited to show this episode with you. If you have ever ordered a dresser from Opal in June, he is the one who has dropped it off at the post office. If you are one of my brides, you absolutely know Andrew. He's the one who will like hold the water bottles and the babies and like take the most amazing like incredible close-up photographs during weddings. He is just so much fun. Um, Love this episode. Love doing this with him. And I'm gonna have to make him come back and talk about second shooting because he's so freaking rad right at that. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.